0: Hey guys, my name is Jessica and I'm Sadie and we are sisters and we are really excited to be hosting this new podcast called The Amazing Rewatch. Yeah, we have both been big fans of The Amazing Race for a long, long time. Um, We started watching them a long time ago, probably around 2008 or 2009 when our cousin introduced us to it. Um, He... Let us borrow a few of his DVD box sets, and we've been hooked ever since. And we've seen almost every season, and now that they have some of these older seasons on Hulu and Amazon Prime, I went back to watch a few of them and was looking for a podcast where I could listen to people talk about the race, because I like listening to TV recap podcasts, and... I couldn't find anything. So we decided to make our own. So here we are. <laughs> there are a few podcasts out there with newer seasons, but we couldn't find one with like old, the beginning seasons. And we just wanted to do like a big deep dive and get into all the info and all the facts and everything and kind of go through them all with you guys. So we hope you'll join us. We're starting today with season one, episode one, which aired September 6th, 2001. That was almost 20 years ago. Yes. (laughs) Which is crazy. Where were you? What were you doing in September 2001? I was in eighth grade, seventh grade. I I was in middle school because if you recognize the date... About a week later was September 11th, and most people remember where they were at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in middle school. I had no idea The Amazing Race existed at this point. I don't think a lot of people did. I think it probably took a while to uh, get up and running, and you can tell from uh, like the quality of the filming and editing and stuff that they've come a long way since then. 2001 I was 10 years old and in fourth grade so, <laughs> so I wasn't like the Amazing Race wasn't really on my radar at that age. <laughs> yeah no not <laughs> <But> at all. <laughs> I'm a huge fan now so the picture quality back then when we first when we started this first episode it just kind of made me laugh. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah the editing was so like, it almost reminded me of, like, MTV, like, the real world or yeah. something. Like, it was trying to be, like, hip, and yeah, it was just kind of cheesy and funny. Other shows that started around this time, Survivor and Big Brother started in 2000, and Fear Factor started in 2001. I watched Fear Factor in middle school. I feel like it was, like, a big <laughs> reality TV show time period. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously it stood the test of time because we're thirty two seasons in now, and do they just, do any of those other t v shows? I know they still do Survivor and I yeah, think they, they still, still do Big Brother. Brother, yeah, I don't think they do Fear Factor. I feel like I maybe heard that they were going to reboot that, but mm. I could be making that up, but yeah, they do um Survivor still and Big Brother, so obviously people like. The competition reality type shows. Yeah. Well, should we get into it? So kind of what we do is we will watch the whole episode beforehand and recap it after. We'll go over all the stuff that we watched, our thoughts, our opinions, things like that. Talk about the teams, talk about the challenges, all those kind of things after we've already watched the episode. We've both watched the episode and gone through and taken a few notes and we'll just chat about it and we also wanted to do a little geography so each new place that they go will give some facts about the location and as we go along we want to like keep track of how many countries they've been to total so by season 32 it's probably going to be a lot of countries yeah (laughs) They've been to Germany fifty times. Well, yeah. I guess that's not possible if there's not that many. <laughs> there's only thirty two seasons, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> a lot though. My first thought was Phil looks really young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's the same, but you can tell he's younger twenty years ago. And how did he get that job? I was just gonna ask that. Like, is he famous for hosting something else before this? I don't or? know. How did they find him? (laughs) We should figure out the background on Phil because I want his job. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Episode two, we will give a Phil bio. Yes. Figure out where he came from and how they found him to do this job. (laughs) Uh, We have 11 teams this season. So they drive up in a little tour bus and they start in Central Park, New York City. We'll just give a little quick rundown of all of the teams the first team that they introduce are frank and margarita they are a separated couple so they're kind of on the race to figure out if they can make their relationship work they do have a 16 month old daughter at home they met as teenagers and they say what will make them a good team is that frank is intelligent level-headed and physically strong margarita is intelligent patient and has a keen intuition but we find out pretty early on that level-headed yeah that's false not (laughs) level-headed i don't know who wrote down that bio or who came up with that but we find out really quickly that's not true then we have paul and amy and they just got engaged and have moved in together they met in a club, and it was love at first sight. They say Amy is well-traveled and determined, and Paul is street smart and physically fit. That's why they think that they're going to do well on the race. As we get into the episode, you'll, you'll make your own opinions about all of these teams. But I feel like they're going to be the couple that fights yeah. the whole season. Yeah, they don't get along. And then we have Kim and Leslie. They are teachers and they're roommates. So they, the way they met was when they became roommates. And they're both single, and so they do a lot of traveling together. And they say Leslie is left-brained and Kim is right-brained, so that's why they're going to work well together. And then an interesting fact we thought was funny is that Kim's favorite TV show was Friends, which was still airing at the time of this taping, which <laughs> to me seems like forever ago. Yeah, <laughs> When you relate it to Friends, I just feel like that was so, like, 90s. Very 90s. Yeah, this and was just two years out of the 90s. Yeah. I am a definitely a 90s kid. I was born in 89, so <laughs> I love the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim and Leslie, they have a very early 2000s style as well did you notice oh yeah their hair and like the dark lipstick and yeah definitely i don't know if it's kim or leslie i can't tell which one's which yet but was it says kim is a fan of friends i feel like she had like a rachel haircut yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and then we have lenny and karen they are dating and thinking of getting married And honestly, we do not see them very much in this episode, so we don't really find out much more about them. Mm -mm. But according to their bio, they are introduced by a mutual friend. They like to travel together, but most of their traveling has been mostly laid back and relaxing. So the race is new and exciting and like very not relaxing travel. So, but they're really competitive and that's why they decided to run the race. And then we have the oldest couple on the race, Dave and Margareta. They have been married for 40 years. They met in 1959 when Dave was an Air Force pilot. And they say that David is adventurous and an optimist. And Margareta hates to be left behind and enjoys keeping up with David. <laughs> and I think they're just a cute I know. couple. They were so cute. I want to be like that in 40 years. Yeah, I'm excited to see how far they get. Matt and Anna are a married couple who met in the Army in 1995. And they think what makes them a good team is that Matt is hyper and energetic, but Anna is calm and efficient. When I look at this team, I would never guess that they met in the Army. No. They do not look like they are from that background at all. Yeah, Matt has kind of the long hair. They wear tie-dye t-shirts the whole time. Yeah, kind of like a hippie vibe almost. I definitely wouldn't get Army from that either. The next team we have are Joe and Bill. They are life partners. And they were introduced by a mutual friend at a Utah ski resort in 1986. And we are from Utah, so we love this. I wonder which one it is. Yeah. And (laughs) I wonder if they visit there. Like, on anniversaries or something. Go back Maybe. to the place they met. Ooh, we should go. We should stalk them. I know. Try and find them. I feel like <laughs> if I saw them at, like, a ski resort, I'd be, like, more, like, excited to see them than, like, other Like, starstruck. People. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Joe and Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and I already tell that I really like this um, team. So. They go by Team Guido, which is the name of their dog. Yeah. They name their team after their dog, Team Guido, and before the race they traveled extensively together and they lived in Paris for 2 years and they said that the race sounded like the perfect game for them. If they ever get to Paris in this leg or in this season, they'll definitely have an advantage. Yeah. I mean, traveling at all gives you an advantage. Mhm. So, I feel like they're probably going to do pretty well. Yeah. We have Patricia and Brenda and again we don't really see much of them in this episode they are working moms they met at their job when they get a break from work they take backpacking trips together to get away from work and get away from their kids because we all know that that is needed sometimes as moms we need a break (laughs) (laughs) just pick up your backpack and go for a week sounds great then we have Robert and Brennan. They are best friends, and they met working together at the same law firm in L.A. They say Brennan is an outgoing adrenaline junkie with a good sense of direction, and Rob is organized and competitive. So I feel like those are good. This is like me and you in a team. Yeah. I have... Oh, wait. I mean, you... I wouldn't say I'm an adrenaline junkie, but... Well, I do. <laughs> you do have a good sense of direction. Yeah. And... I'm I'm organized and competitive. And usually the all male teams do pretty good. So I feel like they'll probably make it pretty far. Mm-hmm. Nancy and Emily are the only mother-daughter, well the only parent-child team on this race. They're mother and daughter, and they do enjoy traveling together but they usually disagree. Nancy is good at planning, and she's considerate, but Emily is impulsive and competitive, and as Phil was introducing them, um, he said that Nancy, the mom, is, like, more conservative, and the daughter, Emily, is a little bit more not conservative, I guess, I (laughs) don't know. (laughs) Impulsive? Yeah, so they kind of have a bit of a personality difference, but, you know. Usually that helps teams do okay. Yeah. You need a little bit of both sometimes. Yeah. If they were both considerate, they'd never get anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) The last team that they introduce are Drew and Kevin. They are fraternity brothers that met in 1984. Wow. Yeah. So they were excited to run the race because it's an unbelievable opportunity for two guys who have never been anywhere that they needed a passport. So it'll be interesting to see how they get around the world. They've never been anywhere really. Usually, those like language barriers and cultural differences will get you if you've never been anywhere. So, Mm -hmm. okay, well then we start the race. Okay, so this is season one. Like we said, it was a long time ago. Me personally, I don't remember hardly any of these people and i don't know who wins or who gets eliminated in what order or where they go or what they do so this one's basically like i'm watching it for the first time and i didn't remember who won but as i was gathering information about this season i came across a page that had the winners plastered right in plain sight so i couldn't avoid it So I do know who wins now, but I didn't like a week ago. So yeah, like we said, when you watch these, especially when you watch them, like we would watch like three or four seasons at a time, like in a row, Mm -hmm. they all just kind of run together. It's, it's hard to remember what all happens. And how would it be to be like in the first season? Like with no reference to what it's going to be like, Mm -hmm. you've never seen the show before. There's probably just like some random casting call from CBS that says come race around the world and you're like, okay, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I think being on the very first season would be scary because you don't have any tips or anything from seasons before and what you're doing, but also it's like all so unknown. You have no idea. You have no idea. People in the more recent seasons, they have 30 seasons of references to be like, okay, we have to do this, we have to do this, let's not do this. Mm -hmm. This team did this and they sucked, so don't do that. Yeah, that first team, you just, or that first season, just no idea. It's Mm -hmm. all so new. So unique compared to all the other ones. And there's a lot more footage of Phil, like, explaining the rules of the race at first. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? Like, more recent seasons, he, I don't know when they started cutting it out, but... He usually just says, you know, race around the world, we'll see you at the end, ready, set, go. But this time he explained the rules, he said that there's going to be eight elimination points across the race, there's, um, they had those travel packets, you, mm-hmm. like a, it was like a little folder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot more explaining, which is normal because it's the first time anybody's seen yeah. it or watched it, but yeah, a lot more that and it's just such a different season it was so like cool to watch this one again after seeing all these other ones and more recent ones and we're all just so used to like okay then they do this and they do this and this always happens next it's obvious that the producers learned a lot from the beginning too on what works and what doesn't work yeah I think we'll see a lot of that for sure yeah and we'll see how it changes like season by season obviously but watching Season 32, a couple of months ago, and then going back to season one, it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is very different. Well, so Phil tells them that the world is waiting and the race starts. And their first clue is to fly to Johannesburg, South Africa. And there's three flights available. Yeah, he didn't really explain on here, like, there's three flights for this many teams and this one arrives this many hours early, than two and three or whatever it was just they have three flights and the people who i mean all the racers they open their packet and they didn't even know what airport to go to yeah they had to guess which of the like three new york area airports and they were all using pay phones yeah <laughs> I thought that one was to call and figure out where these flights were going yeah when i think of 2001 i don't think of pay phones no but but it's true. It like is. I used I used payphones in high school. I started high school in 2003 and I got a, I had a calling card with like a certain number of minutes that I could use at a payphone to like call mom to come pick me up or yeah. tell her that I was going to be late or something. So like I would not even know how to use a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've ever used one in my whole life and I wouldn't be like, "Do I just dial straight from here? Do I put the money in first? Do I put the money in?" I honestly don't even know. So when they were like, yeah, they all got on payphones or a lot of them got on payphones to look at like what airport had flights to Johannesburg. Do you say Johannesburg or Johannesburg? I I've always said Johannesburg. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so after after they see where they're going for their first flight though the opening credits come on. Mm-hmm. And Phil talks during the credits. Yeah, I thought that, that was, weird. was so weird. It made me feel weird. I was like, not what? used to that. This is not normal. <laughs> but it did make me excited and like kind of like gave me the chills because it mm-hmm. always does. gets me pumped for the episode and the excitement of the first season. Like, imagining people watching this for the first time and hearing that music and just being mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But Phil does have a voiceover throughout it and it's kind of weird. So the graphics also on the intro are like you said they're so like mtv like (laughs) weird yeah weird i i don't know it's old school and i guess at the time it was cool and normal but me looking back at it this is awesome yeah (laughs) look at this cutting edge technology we've got here yeah um so like we were saying they were trying to figure out what airport to go to does it did anybody even have cell phones at this point in time? Like, could you, like, ask somebody on the street with a phone? Smartphones yeah. definitely weren't a thing, but... Like, yeah. they didn't even attempt to know. borrow a cell phone or... Like, the internet? Was the internet a thing? Like, could they go to some library? I don't know. I it, don't know. I feel like I... I mean, if you ask me about 2001, I don't Yeah, you're not going to know anything. <laughs> I was 10 years old. (laughs) I thought it was interesting how Phil pointed out that they had $80 in their race packet. And he said, this is all you have for this leg. And it kind of like he like, I feel like he put like so much emphasis on that $80. Yeah. Yeah. He said, if you spend it, you do not get any more. Mm -hmm. And that, that factors into some decisions later Mm -hmm. in the race because people are trying to save money instead of spending it on cabs. But Frank and Margarita take a cab to the airport, and in that cab, he kept saying, "Who's the boss? Who's the boss?" Ugh. And like you could tell she was so annoyed, and he just like kept bugging her until she finally was like, "You're the boss yeah. i it was literally like the show has only been going for like five minutes, and I already do not like Frank yeah, he's not my favorite. Margarita seems nice and sweet and yeah cool but and then i'm like no wonder you guys are separated know, (laughs) (sighs) yeah i don't like him um but we had quite a few other teams not quite a few we had a few other teams that chose to take a subway instead of a cab yeah and to save the money yeah it only cost them three dollars to take the subway and other people were spending a lot of money on cabs but what else i mean they didn't really have a whole lot of I guess just cab fare was really mm-hmm. what they had to spend their money on. Yeah, so like if you were starting this show for the first time and not knowing anything about previous seasons, because there aren't any, and he's like, you have $80, would you have chosen the cab or the subway? I I don't know. I Maybe if I was like from New York or had been to New York before and was familiar with the subway, I maybe would have done that, but... A few of the teams seem to have gotten lost and, like, not sure if they were. Yeah, they got off the. On the wrong, like, on the wrong stop or. They should have stayed on. Yeah. yeah. So if I knew how to run the subway, I probably would have, but otherwise, no. Mm. I would have hired a cab. Yeah. I feel like in that moment, I probably would have chosen the subway because I feel like there's a million people on there that you could ask, well, how, what do I get off That's for? Forget Yeah. And. Pay only three dollars, and it feels like they put in so much emphasis on the eighty dollars. You only have eighty dollars this leg, and I'm like, oh, we're definitely gonna have to use it later. We have to save our money. Cause it sounded like some people were paying like fifty or sixty dollars for the cab fare. Mm-hmm. Or did I just make that up? No, I okay. yeah, some of them were paying like fifty bucks. So then you only have thirty dollars left for the rest of the leg. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Team Guido, you can tell that they are experienced travelers because oh, yeah. they know exactly what airport to go to they know exactly how to get there they arrive first and it really really bothers frank for mm-hmm. some reason that he wasn't the first person there and he keeps saying if you're not first then you're last yeah and it's like you're not even at the finish line yet you're it's at, just getting the, to the at the airport. airport you've only been racing for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah and he is so mad that they beat him there and he's literally like yelling in public yeah and it's like so when he says he's level-headed in his bio yeah where did they get that? no he's not (laughs) and he's like making fun of them for like their matching outfits and yeah everybody has matching outfits now so (laughs) i think their hats are adorable team guido was the first matching outfit team for sure they're the trendsetters frank (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) Okay, did you notice that the flags were white and yellow instead yes, of I literally red and yellow? <laughs> I put that in my notes. I'm like, that. It looks different. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Everything's white and yellow instead of red and yellow. I see why they changed it. The red and yellow is more eye-catching. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Bill. Am I saying that right? Joe and Bill? Mm-hmm. They're also the first to arrive at the small airport. So they get to... Johannesburg on the three separate flights. Then they go to a smaller airport where they then have to fly to Zambia. Okay, and this was weird. They like get to the airport and then Phil talks about the pit stop. Yeah. And I was like, is that it? That's the whole thing. That's lake? what I thought too. I'm like, the next thing is the pit stop. It's over. Yeah, that was so weird. But then it went on and they still had like the detour and other clues to find. But it just the way they edit it Edited it <laughs> right there. It Edited it. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird. We find out that the Songway Village is the pit stop, but we aren't going to come back to that for a while because we still have some race to run. They get to Zambia on these uh, smaller, private, like chartered planes, and once they get there, they have to take a like a van to their next. Yeah, club. this part. I was really confused about two, because the route info said, get in the the car and your driver will take you, but he cannot tell you where to go. You have to tell your driver where to go. But half the teams didn't have a driver, it seemed like. Like, they drove themselves. They had the option. The clue said that you can hire the driver, but they cannot tell you where to go or give you any directions, or you can drive yourself. I thought people had, like, misread it, and their driver was just sitting in the back, <laughs> and they were driving. No, they didn't like, have they to get the up. driver. Oh, they... okay. So, but I wonder if it costs money to hire the driver. If so, why would you do that if they can't help you anyway? I guess so mm-hmm. if there's, like, two people that can read yeah. a map. But none of them seem like they have maps either. Yeah, they had to buy the map. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> and he... Kevin and Drew... Kevin and Drew one they of them. A map. I can I can't tell them apart yet, but one of them got mad at the other one for paying money for a map. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense now. I was like if this was in a later season, they would have been given a 2-hour penalty because they didn't <laughs> read the clue correctly and yeah. their driver wasn't driving. But I guess I just didn't listen correctly. Mm, that's okay. So, okay, so we want to tell you a little bit about Zambia. It looked really cool. Um, Zambia is a country in the south, like kind of central eastern part of Africa. The capital is Lusaka, and right now the population is about 17.8 million, but back in 2010, it was about 13 million, so 2001, it was probably even less than that, so kind of a small country, and they're known for their amazing wildlife and safaris and Victoria Falls, which we love see next. Mm-hmm. Victoria Falls are indigenously called Mosi-Oa-Tunya which translate to the smoke that thunders which is part of the clue mm-hmm. and they have to figure out what that means. Okay, so all the teens are in their cars um, and the next scene is them driving to that place, the smoke that thunders. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure it out and this scene is filmed like Uh, action-packed thriller like (laughs) car chase scene like yeah like everybody trying to pass each other and And it lasts a long time and I'm like what (laughs) this is kind of (laughs) weird I'm glad they don't do that throughout all the seasons because it took a long time and it was just like people trying to pass other people and like it was just edited and filmed really weird those some of like the drivers that they were able to hire they were driving fast mm-hmm. or it looked like they were driving fast <laughs> yeah. and on the other side of the road, which they are used to. But like if the teams were driving themselves and having to drive on the other side of the road, mm-hmm. sometimes just in some of these less developed countries and like the traffic and the way people drive is scary. Yeah. It surprises. There's some countries that they send these people to and let them drive yeah. and it surprises me.
1: Like, that's just an accident waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Amy is, as far as we can tell, she's the only one that figures out that the smoke that thunders, she figures it out on her own that it's Victoria Falls. Everybody else had to, like, ask around or they had to have some help to figure out it was Victoria Falls. And they have to go to the Knife's Edge, which is like a bridge that leads to that walkway. Oh, I have to point out, so Nancy and Emily, the mother and daughter team, they were on the last chartered flight, the last small flight, and you see Nancy, like, running out all by herself. She totally had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I wonder about that. Like, when do people have time to go to the bathroom on this race? Yeah. She totally had to go to the bathroom, and Emily was like, ah, we're wasting time. And she asked for directions in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was funny that they like made sure to point that out in the filming. Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. And so, yeah, they all get to Victoria Falls, go across that bridge, and get to the next, um, get to the next clue, and they're soaking wet. Yeah, the cameras are covered in water droplets. Yeah, and the route info says find. Batoka Gorge. Or George, as many people yeah, read. I thought was so funny. <laughs> it's funny but... to hear people try to read the clues in a hurry. Yeah. But Bacota George. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which a lot of them don't know what it is, so they have to go ask around. And some of the locals apparently don't seem to know where it is either. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yeah, it's it's up there. Sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Go yeah, there. I feel like a lot of them were just, like, pointing out things to just try and be helpful, but really didn't know <laughs> what they were talking about. And they found out quickly that a lot of them didn't know what they were talking about. And then here they introduce the first fast forward. Yes. There's a fast forward on every leg of the race. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't know that they said that. So every leg, they get a chance to get a fast forward. Oh, wow. That's going to be weird. Yeah. So I thought it was weird that you didn't have to complete a task to get the fast forward. You just had to You just had it. to be there first. Yeah. You just had to get to the green. I mean, that hike was kind of a task. True. But usually once you find the fast forward, you have to go do something. And then the first team to like complete that thing gets the fast forward. And then they get to go to the end. But it was, you just open the clue and it says, go to the pit stop and Robin and Brennan were the first ones to get there and poor David and Margareta, they they tried really they hard. tried to go for it and they made that whole like hike it was it looked pretty treacherous yeah it looks super hot everybody is so sweaty it looks really hot and it was a really hard hike they just like look like they want to die yeah. and they're like we have to go all the way back yeah, up <laughs> i felt so bad for them but yeah Robert and Brennan got the fast forward first one Of the series. Of the series. (laughs) And then they walk around handing out little American flags to the local kids. That was kind of funny. They're like, we want to be positive diplomats for our country. Good ambassadors for... Yeah, ambassadors. Americans. Which is good, I guess. So we find out really quickly that Drew and Kevin are very opinionated and loud and have a lot to say. (laughs) They seem like they're fighting, but they... Don't seem like they, like, hate each other. I just think that's their personality yeah, and where they're from. Yeah, they're just, from. like, loud talkers from New York City. Yes, they're trying to get directions. And one of them thinks that stopping and asking for directions is going to waste time. But the other one is like, well, we don't know where we're going, so we have mm-hmm. to get directions. <laughs> yeah. So when they finally get to the destination, Batoka Gorge, they have the detour, they have the option of air or land. Okay. Air is a zip line and a bungee jump. It's kind of yeah, like a swing. Yeah, not even a jump really. It's just kind of like you step off and it's like a big giant swing. Or you could do land where you just walk to the bottom and not one team chose that one, which mm-hmm. why would you? Yeah. I would totally choose air. Yeah. I thought it was weird that they gave them the option of doing all the fun stuff or just walking to the bottom. Like, they don't really do that. Do it that way. Yeah. Usually it's, like, they're they're different tasks, but they're both, like... Like, one is more of a mental and one is more of a physical or Mm -hmm. something. I guess if, like, there was anybody that was deathly afraid of heights, they would choose the the land part. Mm -hmm. Margarita... Wanted to do land, but Frank basically forced her, Mm -hmm. called her a sissy. Yeah, I don't like that. That swing thing actually looks pretty scary. It does. That was a big drop. Yeah. The zipline looked like super awesome and very scenic and relaxing. But yeah, that that bungee drop would definitely like take your breath away. Not in a good way. That step off that platform (laughs) would be a hard step to take Mm -hmm. for sure. Most of the teams get their... I Some of like, these teams that we haven't even seen, mm-hmm. hardly at all, on this race, we see a little blip of them swinging. Mm-hmm. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. On this first episode, if they're not, like, loud and rude, they don't really get a lot of airtime. <laughs> yeah. And this was the, the bungee swing thing was one time like one moment where the picture quality did you see how bad it was it was like so fuzzy as they were like and like pixelated almost as Mm -hmm. they were swinging down it was like the film couldn't handle like that fast of movement (laughs) (laughs) um and then rob and brennan arrive at the pit stop and they are first and i thought it was interesting that they didn't win a prize yep no prize for being the first like i don't think phil was even there It was just like that local lady uh, or guy. I can't remember. I think it was a lady. And the mat was different looking. Yeah, it was just like a straw, like woven mat. And they just, they gave him a drink. Yeah. I wonder when they start giving first place prizes. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And they make sure to point out that when you get to the pit stop, you have a mandatory 12 hour Rest period before the next leg. So after Robert and Brennan check in as first place, all the other teams are doing the detour. Uh, we get to Paul and Amy, and Paul is so terrified, <laughs> and he is seriously considering not doing the zipline. He thinks that they're in last place anyways. He's like, "We're already in last place, so why does it matter? Let's just walk." And she and Amy's like, convinces him to do it and they don't see that there's that bungee swing yeah after the zipline so he thought the zipline was the scary part yeah. and then when he found out that they had to bungee he was like oh my gosh yeah. yeah so it was interesting trying to see him like overcome that but he eventually does and all of them get through it and did you notice that amy like cried when they were hooking her up to the zipline she's like hurry you guys we're in a race we're in a race and she was like crying she was like, it's not like I'm in a hurry. She was like Yeah, being rude. she was kind of being rude. I imagine, though, like your tensions are probably like so high and your emotions are just like everywhere. I I tend to cry when I get like super like excited or nervous. Like it makes me emotional. So I would maybe cry too, but I wouldn't yeah. be rude. Yeah, I cry when I get really angry. But I do feel like she is kind of rude. Yeah, because then when Matt and Anna showed up, She was, like, screaming, like, right in front of them. We're not last. We're not last. Yeah, and then there was a part where they're driving in the car, and Paul's driving, and she's doing the directions, and she's, like, he's, like, which way do I turn? And she's, like, you make this decision. You choose. And he chooses one way, and it's the wrong way. And she, like, freaks out. She's, like, I told you. I told you. And she's, like, mean about it. She's, like, kind of mean throughout a lot of it. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. If it gets worse or better. Yeah. Then the other teams start checking in to the mat. Second place are Joe and Bill. I think as of now they're my favorite team. I think so too. They were the only ones that we got to actually see that were not kind of annoying. And they get along and they seem like they're like having fun. Yeah. Instead like I feel like they're a good balance of being competitive and enjoying and mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh team three is Frank and Margarita. And then team four is Lenny and Karen. Team five is Pat and Brenda. And then Kim and Leslie. Dave and Margareta. Eighth is Paul and Amy. Nine is Kevin and Drew. And then tenth is Nancy and Emily. Okay, I just have to point out some things that I noticed about this final check-in. I said before that Phil wasn't at the mat for any of this. He only showed up for the last team which was kind of different then we talked about no prize for the first leg of the race but the thing that kind of stood out to me the most was that there was no like drama or like editing to make it look like they were close mm-hmm. and it was like a, a, a race to the finish you know mm-hmm. but between the last two or three teams it was just like they showed up and you knew who was going to be last and and then they had like a party <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like all dark and all the other teams are like doing a conga line and having some drinks and yeah, partying and fire and stuff like that. <laughs> looked kind of fun. Yeah. And then poor Matt and Anna, they get their last and they're the first team ever to be eliminated <laughs> oh, wow. on the amazing race, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which just, you know, gotta be disappointing, but at that point they were probably just like man that was cool to go on a free trip to africa to get to experience those things Mm -hmm. i mean i felt like they were sad but i feel like when you get eliminated now it's like more devastating yeah because you see what can be Mm -hmm. or what you're missing out on and they probably had no idea so like dang we got last place in this game darn and now it's like I mean at least for me maybe other people don't care as much as I do but I used to think like when I first started watching I was like if I was ever on this race I probably wouldn't care how far I got because like I would at least get to experience and I'd get like a free trip to however many places you know Mm -hmm. but then when I started like getting into it I'd be like no that just wouldn't be good enough I will want to win (laughs) So the more we watch it, the more we'll be devastated if we ever get eliminated. (laughs) So where are Matt and Anna now? Well, as we will learn from these earliest seasons, there's really not a lot of information about these people who were on like at the beginning of the show. So we do want to do kind of a recap on the teams as they're eliminated. But yeah, there's not a lot of information. The farther we go... There'll be more. So anyways, Matt and Anna, they are divorced, sadly. That is sad. And Matt has got Matt got engaged again in twenty fourteen. We don't know who to or how that turned out or I actually found his Facebook page. Oh. And he looks the same, kind of, just twenty years older and <laughs> his hair is cut. So he has short hair, but as I, as I Facebook stalked him, it looks like he maybe has a son and he has a partner. I don't know if it's a wife or a girlfriend or what, but, and I don't know if it's this one that he got engaged to in 2014 either. He doesn't have like a lot of Facebook history, but he does have a few pictures and he looks happy. Oh, good for him. And it's just normal. Probably people that know him wouldn't even know that he was on the race, you know, because it was so little time and it was so long ago and there was no social media then. So he's probably just like joined Facebook as a regular person. And it was like two days of his life. Yeah. (laughs) Just that cool thing that I did 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Did you find anything more about Anna? Nope. There was no, there was no link. So there's a, there's a website called the amazing race Wikipedia The Amazing Race Fandom wiki. (laughs) I don't know. But it has like all the information piled from like every team and like their race experience. And it has links to their social media if they have them. So we'll try to follow up with most of the teams. And hopefully when we get like established a little bit and get like our... Feet on the ground. We w- want to try to like reach out to some of these people and see if we can message them some questions or even like do little interviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So hopefully we get to that point and that will be really fun and something to add to our podcast. Well, is there anything else? No, I think that about wraps up our first episode of season one, episode one. I I'm very excited. (laughs) I know. I was like having so much fun watching this first one and taking down all these notes and like, oh my gosh, this is so different from how it is now. And it's just going to be so cool to see how it evolves throughout this whole journey. Season by season, little by little, it's going to turn into what we are more familiar with. And we can't wait for you guys to go on this ride with us. So, Make sure to follow us on social media. We have an Instagram and Twitter that's The Amazing Rewatch or our Facebook group that is The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. We'd love for you to join us there. If you want to email us any questions or comments, we have an email address that's theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. Okay, we hope to hear from you guys and let us know what you think. And thank you for listening. See you next time.